IWO podcast, the Irrelevant Wrestling Opinions podcast. I am your host, Reese, and I'm joined by good old Dumpy Slingfinger. <laughs> Thank God you said my name because uh, unfortunately I forgot it. You, you forgot oh. your own. Breaking news! Breaking news! <laughs> Breaking news! James has forgotten his name is Dumpy <laughs> Slingfinger. There are. Damn it. I'm gonna get you. Hell in the cell! <laughs> Oh, I hope not. I don't want to have a name like Dumpy Slingfinger. Uh, right, are you ready to talk about this week's wrestling going on? All the big wrestling going on that wasn't all in. Uh, yes. <laughs> because all in seems to have just dominated everything this week. Have you watched all in? Just out of interest. Uh, no. I've I've heard I've I've I haven't watched all in, but I've I've like heard highlights of what yeah. happened in all. Same. I haven't watched it all yet. I think I'm going to this weekend. But I've seen like uh, the end of Kenny Omega and Pentagon, and I've seen the return of Joey Ryan, yeah. and I've watched uh, Cody Rhodes versus um, uh, Nick, Ol- Nick Olmos, was it? Yeah. WWE Championship. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really good. But we're not talking about All In. There you go. That was our All In review. Oh, it was really good, <laughs> but we haven't we haven't really watched it. Yeah. Um, we are here to talk about Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live, and we're going to kick off with Monday Night Raw, oh, which no. opens with a <laughs> exactly. Oh no, <laughs> we've been we've been way too positive as of late. We needed a bad episode. Yeah, here this, it is. Monday Night Raw this week was just. Uh, I don't know what thing. I I just don't know. Uh, we open up with something that is. A little bit okay, which is good for this week. Yeah, it's Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler. These three seem to be looking like they're a new faction going on. They have to give them a proper faction name at some point because it's a bit tiresome saying here they are: Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, but they come Actually, out and I think uh, we should call them the Big Lads, you know, because the Big Lads. From now on, James, until they're given a name, they're called the Big Lads. Yeah. So the Big Lads come out. <laughs> And the biggest of the big lads, Braun Strowman, throws to a video of highlights of last week's Raw showing Braun turning on Roman and the beatdown of the Shield. Uh, before yeah. we do get into this, though, I just want to talk this faction as a whole doesn't really make sense to me. Because when you look at factions, there should be every member of the team should offer something else. Yeah. Like, with the Shield, you have Roman being the power guy, you have Seth as your amazing wrestler guy, then you have Dean as your lunatic. It's like when you look at New Day, you have Xavier Woods as your regular wrestler, you have your high flyer in Kofi, you have your big strong man in Big E. Everyone should offer something different. Whereas with the big lads, you have <laughs> Dolph, who is your wrestler guy, you have Drew, who is his muscle and the big guy, but then you have Braun, who is a bigger guy than your big guy. Yeah. So You've got two big guys. Even though Drew is out. amazing, it just doesn't... I don't get it, but it looks like they're going to be a free friendly for a while because it has been announced that it's going to be those three versus the Shield at Super Showdown. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about Super Showdown this week. It's but, definitely but, in October, isn't it? Yeah, well, we check every week. It yeah. hasn't changed. It hasn't changed its dates. <laughs> right. But anyway, after the big lads video montage, out comes the Shield from the crowd, all wearing their Shield uniform. It's oh, really yeah. cool to see because I'm a huge Shield fan. And that was great. As they come down, though, out they come out and they're hitting down the big lads. And then something happens, which I have called the Superstar Split Up. And it's where all other superstars who aren't doing anything come out and stop a brawl from happening. Yeah. That happens here. Uh, and then that ends backstage with the shield being taken away in a police car. I thought this was very odd. (laughs) Yes, it was very odd. Why? They haven't done anything wrong. (laughs) This happens every time on Raw. They've been criminally charged with the accusation of being a wrestler, which apparently (laughs) is illegal. We will see more from them later on, but James, what are your thoughts on 
Firstly, the faction of the big lads, and secondly, this opening segment as a whole. Well, I think we've established now that Braun Strowman's heel. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, last week we were we were kind of a bit... Uh, is he or... Well, is... James, as we'll learn later on in the show, anything that happens last week, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. That was just a joke last just, week. Just, we, didn't, we didn't mean anything there. Just completely disregard any con- continu- uh, continuity. Yep. Of, of anything on this show because oh apart from like one segment yes. <laughs> which is right. there's like many like WTF moments on this show yeah, which is it... just like and like only one of them I quite liked the rest yeah. is just like why <laughs> <laughs> so is that your review of this opening segment uh, why no, the, this, this, this isn't a a completely bizarre moment. The only thing I found odd about this segment was when they just got arrested for... I just... <laughs> this happens all the time on Raw. They have, like, just, like, uh, this this beatdown between, like, two people. They had it between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Why didn't they, one of them get ar- uh, arrested that time? Oh, it doesn't make any sense. No. But we're going to move on to something now, James. Something much, much worse. Oh. <laughs> it's the return of the Bella Twins in their oh, first tag no. team match in three years or whatever. And they're facing the Riot Squad. And I'm going to cut to the chase here. Ring Brie rust Bella real. Should, <laughs> Brie Bella should never, ever, 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 ever do a suicide di- dive ever again. <laughs> It was one of the worst things I've ever seen, and she did it twice. She did the first one, and it went awfully, and she thought, I can probably do it, I'll just do it again. And she did, and it went awfully. Why? She made. I think she's trying to incorporate Daniel Bryan's moveset. Yeah, it's just like, but she made Sasha Banks' suicide dives look five-star. It's, oh, it was so bad. It was so, the whole match... From from the Bella's point of view, this whole match was really bad. Yeah. Even though they ended up picking up the victory, but there this is should have been better. There is one positive that I got from this match that uh-huh. I haven't seen a lot of people talking about. But I would like to say at this point, Liv Morgan was amazing in this match. Oh yeah, yeah. Her work was great. Not necessarily moves or anything like that, but taunting and saying things to the Bellas. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. At this point, I'm putting her in my stable of people who are underutilised on Raw. It's her and Elias. Her and Elias. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Liv Morgan was great. Everyone else sucked. Yeah. And to make this even worse, James, our favourite show, The Super Showdown, a match has been announced, The Bellas and Ronda Rousey versus The Riot Squad. What do you think of that? What do you think of this match? What do you think of the return of the Bellas? Well, if this match was good, <laughs> <laughs> it would have uh, it would have upped the uh, the excitement I would have had for this of of what what is currently it's it's not a very exciting match to be honest. Like yeah. it went from not very exciting to this match that happened and um go away phone what was that <laughs> it's the heavens um <sighs> and this match that happened and it's made me even more less excited than i already was <laughs> yeah and uh that's a shame <laughs> because also I really don't like that Ronda Rousey is Bezzy mates with the Bella Twins. Yeah. It's just come out of nowhere. And yeah. it's just, hopefully, the WWE will realise that really, no one cares about the Bella Twins as much as they think they do. No, I, I, think, I, I think lots of people do care about the Bellas, but it's the wrong... <laughs> the people who are on Raw are the yeah. wrong people that you should be... <laughs> Yeah, maybe they should put Ronda Rousey on Tulsa Divas, and yeah. then people would care about that, whereas everyone else who watches Raw cannot see Brie Bella nearly kill herself twice. Yeah. Okay. Alright, we're going to move away from this <laughs> to something that I think might be good, but this whole... 
episode of Raw has kind of changed my mind on what is good and what is bad. Because yeah. I can no longer see what is good. But I think this might be good. Yeah, I know Because this up. was the debut <laughs> of a new tag team. I, I'm featuring... not sure what I think about this. <laughs> featuring Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. They did a promo before the match with Renee Young... And they had their entrance together, where Chad Gable is just so overexcited. Yeah. It's fantastic. They have this match here against the Ascension. We all know how great Chad Gable is. Uh, if you've been watching his stuff on SmackDown before he got moved over, he had the match with AJ, which was amazing. He watches NXT stuff with Jason Dorden and American Alpha. That's amazing. We all know how talented he is. He just hasn't really been given the chance right now. We also know how talented uh, Bobby Roode can be because we've seen his stuff on NXT yeah. and some of his stuff on TNA, all that kind of stuff. But he isn't. his character isn't really right right now. Everyone's saying he should turn heel. I'm agreeing with that. Um, but here we have the both of them featured together in a tag team, and I think this could be great. It's just if like they their best this, <laughs> Yeah, if they give this enough time, it could be fantastic. You could have another Seamus and Cesaro on your hands here. Yeah. But I also feel that this whole tag team is being put together to build up to a Bobby Roode heel turn on Chad Gable, and maybe the return of Jason Jordan, bring back American Alpha. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's but, been on the sidelines for a while. Yeah, but if that was to happen, I would like to see a long run from these guys before it happens. Because I did really enjoy watching them here in their debut match as a tag team with a victory over the Ascension. So what, what are your thoughts on this new team? Uh, well, I thought I thought the segment was... Like, originally I thought, oh, it's, they're just shoving these two together. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, just just because... But uh, it turned out they were, they were actually quite entertaining, and um, I I I think I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I think I like this. I think it, I think yeah. this is okay. Um, <laughs> maybe because Chad Gable was just like so happy in this match, and <laughs> he was just like forget about Brock Lesnar Suplex City. Chad Gable is the owner of Suplex City now because yeah. this match had so many suplexes in it. Mm-hmm. Was, it was it was incredible. <laughs> Chad Gable is immensely talented and also really charismatic. I don't know why they're not pushing him because he has everything. He has yeah. everything they want. The only thing I can say is he's maybe a bit short. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> oh, bless, bless me. But, um, but, but you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't uh, be talking about that because of the Finn Balor and Baron Corbin case uh, of uh, oh, yeah. your your small. You're not good enough. Okay. Uh, So that, so far, highlight of Raw. But it's not that (laughs) difficult. It was okay. (laughs) Okay for this week is good. Yeah. But speaking of good, it's time to walk with a Lewis. Walk with a Lewis. Uh, Elias is out doing his thing, basically saying that Ohio is rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> this causes Ohio-born Alexa Bliss to come out and she's like, Elias, you are saying that Ohio is rubbish. Don't you know I was gra- I graduated from high school in this very building? And then they do a very imaginative, imaginative chant where she says, O-H, and they say I-O, yeah. spelling out the word Ohio. It's very clever. Yeah. But then she does... The old turn as she goes, I'm so glad I left Ohio. Aha. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is what Alexa is very good at doing. The whole, oh, it's a face promo. Oh, no, it's not. Like We saw her do it after Elimination Chamber. We've seen her do it a couple times now. I really like it. I think she's really good at it. Yeah. But I don't want to see it too many times because I don't want this to become a thing that she does. I want it to be a shock when she does it, like it was in Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah. That was great. Um, <laughs> she asks Elias to sing a song, and he is yes. About when he's about to start singing the song, he is interrupted by Natalia and Ronda Rousey. But before we get on to that, there was a bit of flirty business oh, between yeah. Alexa Bliss and Elias. I don't know if this is leading anywhere, or maybe this is just another 
piece of the character of Alexa Bliss because we saw her flirting with Braun in the Mixed Max Challenge. Maybe she just flirts with men to get her way? Maybe that's kind of just her thing that she does? I suppose. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I kind of hope it doesn't go anywhere. You don't want to see a Elias Alexa Bliss romance? No, no, not really. <laughs> but um, I like, like with all these segments with Elias, I, I I'm glad that they they, they keep bringing bringing him out because it, it kind of shows that they still want to keep keep him relevant. Yeah, but um, I would like to see them do a little bit more than just be like the, the middle guy in a certain feud. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to see him be actually in a feud of a payoff because the last one he was in was the Seth Rollins one because yeah. Bobby Lashley never had a payoff. No. We watched all those weeks of terrible Bobby Lashley Elias promos to oh. never have a payoff. I think I think that's why they've stopped it. Because they... It was just so bad. Yeah. Uh, would you prefer Elias to just come out every week and trash the hurt the town they're in and not really do anything or would you want to see him in a Bobby Lashley feud? Uh, I, I'd rather him just come out on his own <laughs> and just insult the crowd because it still works. He's still massively over. Yeah. So why stop? But one thing I have noticed, this happened last week as well, you have your Elias segment and he just cuts right into another segment and Elias just disappears. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> to tell I, you that I tried to spot him walk off on this, and I actually just caught him. He was just going along the sidelines. Because but... <laughs> <laughs> Natalia and Ronda come out and interrupt the song, and then that leads straight into a Natalia versus Alexa Bliss match. You know, yeah. it's a it was a typical Natalia Alexa Bliss match. We've seen this a couple times now, yeah. but the only difference here there was a bit of distraction, and Alexa Bliss gets the arm bar on Natalia. Obviously, the finisher of the rowdy Ronda Rousey, and Natalia tippy taps out oh. to Alexa Bliss. Uh, this then causes Ronda to hit ring, attack Mickey James, uh, Alicia Fox, and Alexa Bliss. Ronda stands tall with Natalia. This is all build to their Hell in a Cell match. What do you think of this? Um, <laughs> the match was. Was okay. Um, out of out of everything else on the night, <laughs> this was this was the I think the most normal. <laughs> yeah. This whole segment was just like just there, there wasn't anything odd about it. It was just it was everything everything was how they usually do it, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously R- uh, Ronda comes to uh, Natalie's aid after she taps out to the armbar. And uh, it's for, for further progressing their feud. Yeah. For Hell in the Cell. Unlike Are you excited some for other that things on this. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited for the Ronda Alexa rematch? Uh, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like really excited because we've seen it before and yeah. you kind of like. I'm, I, I'm going to predict she's going to lose. <laughs> Who, Alexa? Alexa Bliss. Yeah. So I assume she's gonna lose. So it would be a shocker if she won. Super Showdown Evolution with the title. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure really. Yeah, it's like, I think the SummerSlam match didn't really deliver as much as everyone was hoping. Yeah, I kind of hope in the Hell in a Cell match, Alexa gets more offense in, and it is more a back and two match because yeah. the SummerSlam one was just Ronda killing her. Yeah. So. But we shall see. That's Hell in a Cell. We're talking about Raw. We're moving on now to the Raw Tag Team Championship match between the champions, the B Team, and the challengers, the Revival. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Well, before this. (laughs) It's not the Revival. We see a beatdown on the Revival from Dolph and Drew after they had a meeting with the acting Raw GM, Baron Corbin, who said well, if the Revival weren't able to compete, he'd have to find a replacement. That replacement is Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, who are now in this match. This, I'd have to say for this, though, I do quite like that this whole thing of having a heel authority figure who isn't Stephanie McMahon yeah. or Triple H. Yeah. It's someone different, because 
this episode of Raw shows the heels ran wild here. This yeah. whole show. And I feel this means when the good guys win, it'll make their win even more because they they've had more to overcome. And Baron Corbin, I do feel, is a pretty good GM because he is lets Eddie Horn do anything. I mean, yeah. it is. <laughs> it might be rather weird at times, but it still is entertaining. Uh, this match, very quick match, did its job. New Raw Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Two thirds of the new faction called the Big Lads. Um, <laughs> what do you think of this match? What do you think of them becoming the champions? And what do you think is next for the revival? I mean, I'm quite sad for the revival, to be honest. Yeah. Because I, I, I thought this was going to be like their moment yeah. of. Of some glory, <laughs> uh huh, and uh, end up not being with uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre just beating them up backstage and then taking their title shot. Yeah, which is just kind of like I don't know uh, if that is that how WWE see the revival. <laughs> it's just like a throwaway tag team. They shouldn't because the revival are great. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but um, I'm. If this leads know, to, if this leads to though a feud between the revival and Dolphin Drew, that is some awesome matches oh, we're going to oh, have. Oh yeah, yeah. If if that happens, then then I'll be happy for this. But yeah. at the moment, it just looks like they've they've kicked the revival to one side. Um, little future prediction from me here. I think the people who will take the tag team championships off Dolphin Drew will not be the revival, but I think it'll be Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Ooh, that's there's my prediction. there's my prediction. Do you think Seth Rollins will still have the Intercontinental title with him? I don't know, but I feel that that way Seth and Dean will be in the same place they were when Dean got the injury. Because then they can just carry on with that storyline. Uh, yeah. That's my prediction. We'll have to wait and see if it comes true. Speaking of weird things happening on Raw, up next is the Authors of Pain. <laughs> which, which, when when they orig- the music originally hit, I was thinking, oh no. <laughs> Authors of Pain have been stuck in a feud of Titus Worldwide. They seem to escape into doing nothing. Now they have something, yeah. but it's really bloody strange. Yeah. They have a new manager <laughs> in the form of 205 Live GM Drake Maverick. How did this even come to be? Nobody knows. It's just happening now. And Drake Maverick also dresses up like the Authors of Pain. It's hilarious. When I he love came, it. When he came out, he cut a promo saying that he is still the 205 live GM but he's also doing this and I really thought when he came out I thought oh my god he's going to cut a promo quitting the role of the GM and he's also going to say that his name isn't Drake Maverick but he's actually Rockstar Spud yeah. and he's going to go back to his indie gimmick but he used to be working with the Authors of Pain and he'd be a raw guy and it would be awesome Yeah, but He's still Drake Maverick, and he's still a 205 Live GM. This could still be awesome. We don't know yet. They had a match against some local talent, which they destroyed very quickly, yeah. obviously, because they're all for the pain. Maybe this will put the office pain back on track. Obviously, Drake Maverick is a great uh, promo guy. Yeah, he is. could help him out a lot here, like Paul Ellering did in NXT. Um... Also, I didn't watch 205 Live because I very rarely do, but I did see a clip of um, Drake Maverick backstage in his normal GM attire. Yeah. I think it was Mustafa Ali comes up to him and he's like, oh, I wanted to see you in your office of pain gear. <laughs> and Drake Maverick is like, what I get up to on my Monday nights is none of your business. And it's just like... <laughs> he's so... Uh, I, I this love is him. weird. He's great. I love the yeah. whole thing. I, I hope this means good things for the Authors of Pain, to be honest. Um, well, it shows that someone still cares backstage. Yeah, someone's mixed it up a bit. They've got yeah. rid of Titus Worldwide, because, as we'll see later, uh, something uh, weird also happens. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but um, I this is a, a strange, but 
it's strange, but I approve. I quite I'm like excited it. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also excited for what's happening next on Ooh. Monday Night Raw. Oh, Before yes. we get there, James, put your bloody phone on silent. Sorry. Come on, man. On Come now. on. Throw this over here. Up next, Monday Night Raw is the Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michaels. When this was announced last week, I was not excited. Because oh. even though Shawn Michaels is in my top two guys of all time, love him, love him, love him, yeah. ever since his retirement, his Raw appearances have really just been nothing. He cuts promos that don't really go anywhere or mean anything. He kind of yeah. just appears so they can say, oh, look, Shawn Michaels was here. So even though I was excited to see him back on TV, I wasn't overexcited. But I was wrong. Yeah. He comes out, <laughs> initially he's just promoting his new t-shirt, available on www.shop.com. Oh, yes. yes. Go to the and WWE then, Network, nine ninety nine. Yes. And uh, well, on that WWE Network, you can watch the WWE Super Showdown, Ooh. where his best friend, Triple H, will take on the man who retired him, The Undertaker. But he is then also, gonna, he's here to tell you, who his pick is for the match. Ooh. And he reveals that he has chosen that Triple H will be the winner of that match. And he's so excited for it that he's booked his tickets and he will be there at Super Showdown to watch it all go down. And you think then the promo is coming to an end. Yeah. But alas, no. Bong! The Undertaker <laughs> is here. Bong. It's a surprise appearance from The Undertaker... First time we've seen him since he squashed John Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I was just saying Shawn Michaels is one of my top two favourite guys ever. The other guy of my top two favourite guys ever has just appeared. The Undertaker. Shawn, <laughs> Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, my two favourite guys ever, are in the ring together. My favourite match ever is Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Yeah. They're happening in 2018. They're cutting a promo, and it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Shawn talks about how... Undertaker was the one who retired him and no matter how many times the fans chant one more match, no matter how many times he's promised main events of WrestleMania, no matter how many times Vince McMahon offers him millions and millions of dollars to come back, he refuses to out of respect for The Undertaker and out of respect for the match they had. That's when Undertaker. Yeah, that's when Undertaker says, is it respect or is it fear oh chills down the spine (laughs) because Shawn Michaels knows if he had to come back he'd have to face the Undertaker again and he couldn't beat him oh it's great I love it Undertaker closes by saying he's gonna beat Triple H at Super Showdown this promo was incredible it was the best of the week and and without this, this Monday Night Raw is one of the worst of all time. Yeah. But this was great. Both guys were amazing, played their parts amazingly. Both obviously legends. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Oh my god! Um, I'm excited for the match. Triple H, I'm saying, yeah, I was excited so anyway. I. This has just made it even more exciting. Shawn Michaels is going to be there. Maybe he'll get involved. This does make it a little bit more unpredictable as to who's going to win. There's a lot of people speculating that this promo means that Shawn Michaels is coming out of retirement. Oh, yes. Do you think this? Personally, no. There has been a lot of talk about Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement since the day he retired, and there always will be. I don't think he is, because... I think he has too much... Honestly, when he said about having respect for the Undertaker and respect for that match, I believe that is true. Yeah. And I think if he was going to come out of retirement, it wouldn't be for another match with the Undertaker or another match with Triple H. Because Shawn Michaels knows deep down if he has a match with the Undertaker or Triple H in 2018, it will, it's no chance it's going to be as good as the matches he had with Undertaker and Triple H in the past. No. Uh, I was listening to a Shawn Michaels interview not so long ago and he was offered a match of AJ Styles at the past WrestleMania for the title and he turned it down. If he turns that down, 
I don't think he is coming back for anything. So I personally don't think Shawn Michaels is coming out of retirement. Could we see him do a running? Cause a distraction? Definitely. But I don't think we're going to see another Shawn Michaels match. What do you think of this whole promo? And what do you think this means for the future? Well, as I said before, I I think this promo was not only... Well, obviously it was the best of Raw, but I think it was the best of the entire week. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just... It felt... It was quite... It was like an old promo Mm -hmm. in 2018. Yeah. It was an old style, you know, face-to-face, Attitude Era promo. Yeah. And in modern day, it was just... It it sent chills down my spine. Uh, Yeah. Especially when Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker were coming face-to-face. He said, is this respect or is it fear? It was just great. Yeah. And um, I'm excited for the match. I can't wait. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, Triple H is coming in. Coming in back next week. Yep. To hear his, we'll hear his piece. And also, one of your favourites of all time is back next week. Mick Foley! Bang, bang! There you go. And I mean, if they, as those two have a face to face promo, that could be great because they yeah. have a lot of history. And Mick Foley can give some of the best passionate promos ever. So yeah. if they, those two do a face to face thing. That could be great, as good as this. Maybe not better, but I think it could be as good as this. Yeah, this was this was just they're both two grizzled vets. Yeah, it was just it was just an awesome promo. So good, so good. But now, James, we have to stop talking about things that are good. Ah, oh, because this is why it starts to go a bit yeah. downhill. <laughs> oh. We only have two. We only have three matches left, and only one of them was okay at best. <laughs> um, we have the Hug and Boss Connection, Sasha and Bailey versus Dana Brooke and Ember Moon. Before we get into this match, Ember Moon has been best buddies with Sasha and Bailey for the past few months, taking on the Riot Squad. Yeah. Why are they now facing each other? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I I suppose. I mean. This match was just kind of like, oh, it's 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 another Titus Worldwide match mm-hmm. with with Dana Brooke mm-hmm. instead of the usual yep. <laughs> Titus O'Neil and versus also Pain. Oh, <sighs> but uh, they also had Sasha Banks and Bailey. Yeah, I, I, I well, don't think it was necessarily like. I, I I feel like the payoff for this match wasn't the match itself. It was no, what but... happened after. Well, we have the match, and it ends up. I think it was Sasha rolls up Dana Brooke and wins. Very quick match. Yeah. Dana Brooke got distracted because Apollo and Titus are shouting instructions at her. Yeah. And at the end of the match, we see Dana Brooke go off in a huff, and it looks like she has separated herself from Titus worldwide. Yeah. She's also uh, on Twitter. That is also the case. Okay. So there we go. They've broken up now. Yeah. So which, Here's the which problem. Is, which is kind of I I. I'm okay with it because I'd yeah. like to see Dana be back in the women's division in on her own. Yeah, and Titus Worldwide had some potential at one point, but they never really got on it. Yeah. So it's good that they're going their separate ways, and I would quite like to see what Apollo Crews does next because he is amazingly athletic, and he just hasn't really been given the chance because yeah. he hasn't really got that much of a character. But here's the problem with this match. You have a match with Sasha Banks, Bailey, Ember Moon, Dana Brooke, Three of those people are the best women in all of WWE. Yeah. None of those three women are Dana Brooke. And Dana Brooke was the entire focus of this. Yo, why? Dana Brooke is great. Don't get me wrong. I think she's great. She's really good at what she does. She has a really good character. She's going to be really entertaining. Yeah. And I do like to watch her. But why are you wasting Sasha, Bailey, and Ember Moon on this they're I'm, so I'm much sure. better than this. I I don't I don't think I. Uh, I mean, if if the Bella Twins hadn't returned, I think Sasha and Bailey would have been facing the Riot Squad this week again yeah. <laughs> for the fifteen billionth time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Emma Moon with Sasha Banks and Bailey, but the, I'm 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 not 
too sure. It's what. Look, if you've got nothing to do for these people, sometimes it's better to just give them nothing and wait for them for you to have something. Yeah. Because the whole few months of the crappy Sasha and Bailey storyline leading to this crappy tag team that's going nowhere has massively devalued both of them. Yeah. And it's just, what's the point? What is the point? I like. Originally, I thought there was going to be a payoff, but I don't think we're going to see it. (laughs) They've been teasing the Sasha and Bailey breakup since before WrestleMania. And we got it for a week. And then they came back together. Yeah. Speaking of storylines that last a week, we're moving on now. Oh, no. Bobby Lashley has been instructed by the acting Raw GM, Baron Corbin, to take a meditation class with Jinder Mahal and Sadil Singh. They're taking their meditation class in the middle of the ring. Bobby Lashley is being a bit of a lad. He's taking the mick out of Jinder because Bobby's the funniest guy on the Raw roster. And then all of a sudden, we see him get kicked in the back of the head, and this is the return of Kevin Owens. Oh, no, not a Bobby Lashley feud. Um... Here's all the things that are wrong with this. Yeah. Firstly, can it be called a return if you've been gone less than a week? No. Secondly, why the hell is he attacking Bobby Lashley? This is a feud that he's going to lose. What was the point of the amazing promo he did after his amazing match last week? Last week, we spent more time talking about Kevin Owens than we did about anybody else in the entire company. Yeah. He, everyone online was saying that he was the most exciting guy in WWE because nobody knew what he was going to do next. Was he going to appear on NXT? Was he going to appear in Independence? Was he just going to disappear for a few months? When will we next see Kevin Owens? Not one person said, you know what, I'd like him to come back next week and go into a feud with Bobby Lashley. This is the single worst answers the question of what is next for Kevin Owens. Yeah. Bobby I mean, Lashley is I hate to say it, but he's awful. <laughs> I think he's my least favourite guy. He puts on boring matches, he does boring promos, he has no idea what his character is. Yeah. He obviously should turn heel, but he's not going to. He doesn't lose to anyone apart from Roman once. The WWE obviously don't know what they want to do with him because he was the number one guy for two weeks. Yeah, and now they've just they kind of chucked him aside. I this whole I hated this whole segment. I, just... Kevin Owens quit because he couldn't find his way on Raw anymore. It was a great story about how he was on top of everything and it's all come tumbling down. How in Kevin Owens' mind does he think that he will reclaim a world title or be back in the main event by attacking Bobby Lashley? He just got killed by Braun. Why yeah. is he going after another big guy? Go- I hate this. Why did this happen? Don't like it. <laughs> I hated, as as I said, this whole thing. I, I can't think of one redeeming feature about this segment nope. because from the start... It was like, oh, it's Bobby Lashley. And yep. from then on, it sounded like he had just eaten his script. Mm-hmm. Because he repeated the same thing about five billion times. Because he was waiting for the laugh from the crowd. <laughs> it never came, because it's not funny. And um, his, his backstage promo was awful. Mm-hmm. He came into this, it, it just, it was so mundane... He, he was the only one smiling. Oh, that's all he can do. <laughs> and then Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Oh no. Why? Why we have it? Why is Kevin Owens having a Bobby Lashley feud? I'm so upset. It was so great last week. Everyone. We it was the one more one thing that was trending on Twitter after all. And they've ruined it. <laughs> there wasn't even a pop for his return no. because everyone already doesn't care. Oh. I'm so annoyed. This I'm so annoyed at how badly they've messed this up. I'm just Do you want to talk about the main event? 
This was even more... Oh, I hated this as well. <laughs> right, the main event of Monday Night Raw is Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin because we haven't seen that enough. Oh, wait, no, it's not. It's Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman. Why didn't Finn Balor just go away at this point? Why? He set up the match. He, he asked for the match between him and Baron Corbin. And then Baron Corbin changes the match. Why didn't he say, I'm not doing the match then? It's just not on. It's, but they've already done this an hour ago with Dolphin Drew. They've already done the old switcheroo thing. We've had it twice in one episode. Right, overall, their match together was an okay match. It yeah. was a story of a big guy versus a little guy. Very simple stuff. I don't it's think they've been ballers in these days. Yeah, because oh, it's just oh, I hate it. I think this might have been the first time that these were together, but I'm not 100 sure. Uh, no, it's it, it's like fourth. Oh, is it? Yeah, I just haven't been paying attention. Anyway, uh, Braun wins probably. Um, Shields yeah. return in their police van, which Roman is driving now. Which means he either stole it, or it, or <laughs> it, it was given no to sense. him by a. It was just given to him as a gift. It, it's never clarified. He They've then, already been arrested, yeah, and, and then, then they go and steal the van. So they steal the van. Maybe but they'll get arrested, arrested again him. next week for stealing the van. He then strolls to the back of the van and opens up the back, which reveals Seth and Dean. They then have a lovely little walk down to the ring. But before they can get there, they're attacked by every heel in WWE, including Kevin Owens. I don't know why Kevin... Why is Kevin Owens there? Braun Strowman, for the past few weeks, has been beating down Kevin Owens. For the past few months, beating down Kevin Owens. (laughs) Chucked him off a cell. (laughs) He's done so many horrific things to Kevin Owens. And he sides with Strowman... It doesn't make any sense! And also, he just quit. He should be the biggest badass ever. Why is he following the instructions from Baron Corbin? Don't like it! Anyway, there was... Shenanigans is happening. Everyone's getting attacked by different people. They throw Seth Rollins into the van. Seth Rollins' arm smashes through one of the windows and he gets awful cuts. Yeah. All the way up his... There hasn't been a proper report or anything that I've seen yet saying it, but I really hope he's not injured because there was an awful lot of blood coming out of his arm. I I saw one report saying all three members of the Shield are somewhat injured. Oh, my God. From this whole thing. And it was just crap. It's not worth it. Because the heels beat them down. But it wasn't even entertaining because you couldn't see what was going on because everyone was just diving all over everyone. And then Raw goes off the air with the big lad standing tall and the shield lay out on the floor with every bad guy surrounding them. I guess this is to build up that the odds are against them, maybe. But it was just crap. Yeah. Yes, I, I, Raw this week was really bad. I, I, Apart from Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, yeah, it was Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and Bobby Roode, Chad Gable. It, they were the, the, the only, only positive things on this whole three-hour show. Yeah. Oh, I, I was really. It's, it's the worst Raw I've seen in a while. Yeah, really didn't like it. Have you got anything else to say before we move on to SmackDown? No, I just, I just want to move on. You just want the pain to end. I just want the pain to end. Kevin Owens. Oh, Kevin Owens. He was Wrestle of the Week last week. Yeah. Smackdown Live this week opens up with Brie Mode and Daniel Bryan, who go down to the ring and they call out The Miz and Maurice. This cuts to a promo on the screen of The Miz and Maurice a few hours before Smackdown in an empty arena. And they're also calling out Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. But obviously, they're not there because they haven't arrived yet. So the Miz and Maurice are calling Brie and Bryan 
cowards for not turning up early for work. Yeah. Then we cut back to the ring, and Daniel Bryan and Bree call Miz and Maurice cowards for coming to work early and recording a promo and then leaving. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> then comes out uh, Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega and they kind of cut promos saying that Daniel Bryan's a coward as well and they want a rematch of the match we had last week between Almas and Bryan which was great. Yeah. Almas takes the mic again like he did last week and I st- I still don't know what language he's no, trying no, to speak. No. I, I, I I said this last week. I yeah. swear I've heard him speak before. Yeah, and it was and fine. It was understandable. And this, like last week, I, I didn't understand what he said. I've repeated nope. it multiple times. I still don't know what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week was even less. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure during his feud with Johnny Gargano, he spoke. Yeah. And I understood what he said. Corey Graves actually said he didn't know what he said on commentary (laughs) this week. He said, well, she'd be said something. Yeah. Well, they have a match. It's another great match because they're two great guys who work really well together. After the Miz feud with Daniel Bryan, I would not mind seeing an Almas feud with Bryan because their matches aren't great. And I imagine if they put on a pay-per-view, they would put that level up again. We'd see something really special. Yeah. After the match, we get another promo from Miz and Maurice who say that they're not at Smackdown Live, they're at an Italian restaurant because uh, it's date night and they're having some lovely food. God we then it. see Brie and Daniel Bryan, they then leave Smackdown Live to go to this Italian restaurant to face off with Miz and Maurice in this restaurant even though Daniel Bryan is only wearing his pants. Yeah. Um, what did you think <laughs> of the match that was happened here, the promos after and the promo before? The match was fine. Uh, yeah, it was Daniel Bryan versus Andrade. See an Almas match. It mm-hmm. was, it was a great match, but mm-hmm. um, there there is nothing behind it, which is no. the problem I have with it. Um, it was a, a filler match for the Bryan and Miz feud. Yeah, maybe hopefully at some point we'll see um, Bryan and Almas are a proper thing. I feel yeah. that's where we're going. Yeah, yeah, maybe this is like. Like what they're working to to have like a bit of a break between Brian and the Miz, mm-hmm. and they'll have a bit of a, a feud between Brian and Almus. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. Um, may- maybe. What is their match at Super Showdown? I know Brian has a match. Yeah, it's Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. This is number oh, is one it? contender. Yeah, it's number one contenders match for the WWE title. Oh, that's interesting. Then maybe we won't see this. Maybe we'll maybe. see this after. Well. No, we won't because it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we'll hope we'll see it at some point. <laughs> if Miz wins that match, he'll go on to face AJ or Joe, yeah. and Brian would still be free to do whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's move on from this point now. We have a backstage interview, kind of split screen interview between Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion, and Becky Lynch. I loved this. Yeah, it, it was, was great. great. These two. Right, I've been saying this, I said this last week, and I'll say it again this week. Both the people in this uh, feud are right. Yeah. Everything they say is correct I, for I both of they, them. I think they've dumped the uh, the actual like heel Becky. And they're yeah, just, they, like... she's just aggressive now. Yeah. She's intense. Which but is good. Either one of them, you don't know who the face is, you don't know who the heel is, because they both have heel and face tendencies, Yeah, and it's great. I love this. This was fantastic. It was intense, it was personal, it, I can't wait for their match. At Hell in a Cell, I think, apart from AJ Joe, it could this be might be... Night. It could be match of the night, but this is also, I think, my second most hyped match going into the pay-per-view. Yeah. So it's like... Um, both SmackDown matches as well. Yeah, <laughs> it, it normally is. SmackDown is very good. Um, also, it was announced this week that these two will go face to face, not only at Hell in a Cell but at Super Showdown as well. Lovely, lovely. So this will last a while. I'm very happy for this to last a while. Yeah, love both these guys, and it's it's just got to be great. 
Do you think this necessarily means that uh, Becky's going to get the title at Hell in the Cell? And then Charlotte's going to chase it again? I don't know about at Hell in a Cell, but I think before the end of this feud, Becky would have got the title. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so anyway. This is all leading up to her (laughs) game. Uh, let's move on from that. We see Peyton Royce versus Naomi. Uh, the Iconics walk down the aisle, just doing a promo basically about how Naomi has no friends and they've both beaten her. <laughs> and then they did this weird thing where she was like, I beat Naomi. And then she's like, no, me. No, me. Naomi. No, <laughs> Na- Na- Naomi. Hey. That, that kind of maybe works. The match itself was extremely quick. Naomi ending up with the win, uh, followed up with a beatdown from Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. And then something happened, James, that I know will make you very happy. You're a big Asuka fan. The The Empress of Tomorrow returned. The return of Asuka to help Naomi out. Uh, And then it was announced later on that at Super Showdown, we will see the Iconics versus Asuka and Naomi. What do you think of the promo and the 10-second match? What do you think of the return of Asuka? And what do you think of the Super Showdown match? Well, the Iconics just proved yet again that they're so obnoxious. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> and it's they're doing their jobs, you know? Yeah. It's what yeah. they're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. And um, the match was very quick, as, as, as you said. Uh, nothing really to comment on that. Uh, Asuka returns with with a great pop, I thought. Yeah, like, people love Asuka. Showing that she hasn't really lost some of the magic that she, she had. No. And before. this is going back to what I was saying about Sasha and Bailey. We haven't seen Asuka since she lost to Carmella at Money in the Bank. I believe yeah. that was the last time we saw with her. James Ellsworth. Yeah, just, she took some notes. time away. <laughs> they haven't just been forced in her in random matches. And when she comes back, she's still over. Yeah. Whereas Becky and Sasha have just been reduced to, oh, Becky and Sasha are on. Skip. This is going to be they've, crap. They've just been wheeling them out, haven't they? Yeah. But Asuka's back. Asuka's great. Hopefully we will see her at the top of the women's roster at some point. There isn't yeah. really room for her right now due to the amazing stuff of Charlotte and Becky. But at some point she has to get back up there but this is also Naomi should be back up there maybe yeah. this will lead to something there I thought I didn't really think much of the match but that was great I look forward to see what happens next yeah yeah, it was it was better than stuff we've been seeing the past couple of weeks where it's just been Naomi and the Iconics just yeah shouting at each other yeah <laughs> uh, up next Highway Maintenance Police Samoa Joe he comes to the ring, he says, Oh, Wendy! <laughs> and he says that he has uh, followed through on his promise because he has made sure that AJ Styles is home on Tuesday nights. Because last week he said he was going to appear at the AJ Styles' home. Turned out that was a lie, but he now says AJ is at home protecting his family from him, which means he is at home, which is more than he is normally. But AJ yeah. isn't at home. Because AJ is at SmackDown Live and he comes out and Corey Graves did say a little line on promo as he was coming out saying AJ was backstage with his family. So it's not like AJ was fighting for Samoa Joe to just go kill his family. <laughs> it's like he brought his family with him, apparently. Anyway, this leads to a big brawl between them which is split up by some refs. Uh, what I have to say about this before anything else is obviously AJ's great. Obviously, Samoa Joe is great. I thought their match with SummerSlam was match of the night. Yeah. I'm very excited for the Hell in a Cell match. Here's the problem. This feud hasn't really advanced since the second week they started feuding before yeah. SummerSlam. Nothing has changed. Every week, Samoa Joe comes out and calls out AJ's wife. Every week, AJ gets mad. Every week, there's a brawl. Every week, it's separated. Yeah. Every week, it's entertaining. Like the one a few weeks ago where he was having the interview with Renee on the platform and Samoa oh, Joe yeah. attacks him from behind. Great stuff. Their promos are great. But if you were to say, week by week, right now, what happens in this feud, you're saying the same things over and over again. Yeah, I would like are, to yeah. see something different, but I do feel that WWE kind of feels like 
look, everyone's just watching this to see the match at the end, and they're going to buy the match at the end either way because the guys are so good. We don't need to do things in the week, but I would like to see something a little different from these I mean, guys. We still have another week for Hell in the Cell, don't we? So, mm-hmm. I mean, as as much as like this was okay that um, they were just doing the same thing again. Do you think there a payoff? Like, uh, well, not a payoff, but a uh, something to advance the story will happen next week. I honestly no. I think we're just going to see the same thing until we go to Hell in the Cell, which I'm not that bothered by, but I would like to see something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I'm enjoying this whole thing. Yeah, every yeah. single week that both show that they are the best, uh, some of the best on the SmackDown Live roster, mm-hmm. and um, they're just hugely entertaining. Samoa Joe's great, AJ mm-hmm. obviously great as well. Shelly's yeah. huge baby face, uh, protect his family, you know. Yeah, his poor wife Wendy. Well, Wendy Styles. Wendy Styles. And uh, Samoa Joe is just, just a dirty heel, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> a dirty, dirty man. Dirty man. All right, so their match is gonna be great. We all yeah. know. Uh, up next, we have the triple threat tag team match between Sanity, Rusev Day, and the Usos. The winner of this match will face the Bar, and the winner of that match will face the New Day at Hell in a Cell. Uh, this match is, you know. It's all right. It yeah. ends up with Rusev Day getting the win, which sets up the Bar versus Rusev Day next week on SmackDown. But I do feel that WWE have already spoiled the winner of this because uh, they announced yes. this week that at Super Showdown we're going to get the New Day versus the Bar. So I guess the Bar are winning next week. <laughs> what did you think of the triple threat match and everything else that happens afterwards the match was more than I was expecting expecting, to be honest Um, it was better than I was expecting Um, it's good to see the Usos again and uh, obviously Santee's still lingering Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're still there yeah still there but um, it's nice to see Ricky Rusev and Aiden English back together and picking up a win yeah. Um, they are going to be decimated by the bar next week, but uh, yeah. I hope it's a good match. I yeah, I think it will be. Yeah, they're but... both great teams, and I'm. If the bar do win next week, I'm very excited because if we if New Day versus Bar is anything like it was on SmackDown Live a couple of weeks ago, it's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. I, fingers crossed. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on to the main event now. <laughs> and... This this is this. This was happening all during SmackDown. Yeah, it turns out The Miz isn't at an Italian food restaurant at all. He is at SmackDown. It was kind of just a trick to get Daniel Bryan away. Um, He then goes to Paige, where Paige says, if you leave the building, you're going to get fired. By the way, you're in the main event. (laughs) um, Then R-Truth is bumbling about, looking for Carmella. He confuses Carmella. Maurice for Carmella and the Miz comes along and he's like what the hell are you doing they <laughs> reference back their awesome truth tag team from like 2011 and then um, truth puts himself in the main event <laughs> with just... the Miz so the main event of Smackdown is the Miz versus our truth then our truth is still looking for the Mi- for Carmella backstage yeah. he finally finds Carmella she kind of gets a bit freaked out by him, a bit weird. Yeah. And then they become friends. Yeah. And then <laughs> in the main event, they come out singing the What's Up song together. And Carmella's turned face now, apparently. <laughs> this then... whole thing is just like, it's so immature, but it, it's it's so entertaining it's, it's as well. Good. I don't know how. The match happens. There's a distraction from Daniel Bryan, which gets our truth to win the main event of Smackdown. When has our truth last won a main event? When was he last anything? in a main event? It's probably in main events. <laughs> so our truth picks up the win. There's then an attack from Daniel Bryan and Bree on Miz and Maurice. But then Almas and Vega come out because they're either the Miz's best friends or just really want to hurt Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I think they're just continuing the feud wherever this is going to go. Yeah, uh, but it did end with something really cool where Bryan and Bree 
both put yes locks on Almas and Vega and just stared at Miz and Maurice who were down by the Titantron. And it, that was just a really cool shot to kind of end uh, SmackDown on. But what do you think of this overall? Firstly, what do you think of this potential Carmella face turn? And then what do you think of the match and how SmackDown ended? Well, <laughs> I think I think Carmella said on Twitter that she's been in more made events. Like she's she's the she's she's been in more main events than any other woman, like, yeah, ever, <laughs> <laughs> including this one. Yeah. Which is which is funny, yeah, and uh, it's great. I'm great. It's it's nice to see Carmella still slow around as well. And also, I I do think this face turn kind of goes with what we were saying last week of how over her title reign she has improved so much that I yeah. do think she has the respect of the fans at, at this point. Yeah. So maybe that's where the face turn has also come from. Also, it was announced over the past few days that our truth will be teaming up with Carmella in the Mixed Match Challenge. Yeah, it was also announced on SmackDown an hour before they became friends. <laughs> there was a slip up there. Yeah, which is... They, they do that all the time, WWE, though. Know. They've done like, it with Super Showdown. They've just announced the thing, a load of matches. But the thing is, your whole story of SmackDown this week was, oh, our truth or Carmella are going to become friends? You go, yes, you just showed us in this advert that they're going to become friends. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. But the match what? was good. Yeah. I quite like the match. Uh, yeah. Our truth this week, ever since he's come to SmackDown, he's become entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> It's like he's remembered how to be entertaining. It's great. And, uh, but but inadvertently by doing that, he's just a bumbling idiot. <laughs> yeah, which is but apparently a bumbling idiot who can win main events. <laughs> Against the Miz. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the end of this? Uh, I thought the end was fine. Brian yeah. comes out beating up the Miz. It, 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 well, no. He caused our truth to win. Yes, <laughs> which was like, like, which got quite a good pop from the crowd as well. Yeah. I think it was just like a surprise. Like, oh People my god! Were cheering our truth, our truth as well during the match. Yeah, it was good, and um, it was just like they turned back time. Yeah, but uh, the ending was good. Brian applied the yes lock to the Miz, and Bella chased Maurice down. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, this advances their feud all the way to Hell in, Hell in the Cell for their next tag match, keeping yep. the Miz and Brian feud going up until yep. Super Showdown. But um, yeah, this this was fine. Also, Andrade Cien Almas and Selena Vega come out. Not yeah. quite sure where it's gonna go, but I I have found over the past few weeks that Andrade and Selena Vega have. Like, even though they haven't really been doing much, they have been putting on great matches. And also, I have faith in SmackDown Live that when I see, oh, I don't know where this is going, I have faith that they go, that'll probably be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was like that Becky Lynch. Uh, like Becky Lynch was just random, winning random matches. Yeah, it's like and the list, which is great. She's the the main event and win, the women's division in mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But we now have to constantly, like, deliver, which Mm -hmm. is like if if you had said that last year, yeah. SmackDown is a great place right now. Which leads me to ask you, James. I think I know the answer already. But what was the best show this week? Was it Monday Night Raw or SmackDown Live? Oh, it was definitely SmackDown Live. Yes, I don't. Monday Night Raw was crap. You don't need to even (laughs) explain why. It just was. And that leads me to the second most important question of the week, James. Who's your wrestler of the week? This this was this was a hard one. Yeah, because for, if anyone doesn't understand wrestler of the week, they don't even have to actually wrestle the match or anything. It's just the one person that you say you've got to check out what this person's done this week. That's how we value our wrestler of the week. That's why one week our wrestler of the week was Paul Heyman. So, yeah, it was. Yeah. Who's it going to be this week, James? It's, it's been really, really hard this week because mm-hmm. I there isn't one person 
right that I could think that stood out. Uh, there's been multiple people that have stood out, but um, it's hard to pick from them. Yeah. And um, I think I'm going to give this week to uh, Andrade Cien Almas. Oh, right. Because every single week he comes out, he constantly puts on good matches with Daniel Bryan. And he, like, even though I can't see it going going anywhere at the moment, as as you said before, it could go somewhere. Yeah, which is why I think they keep bringing out uh, uh, Andrade. And um, even though we, we don't quite know what he said this week, <laughs> <laughs> his in ring ability just shows. Yeah, and it's good. Okay. My, my, I was gonna pick our truth, but I thought no, that's a bit <laughs> far. <laughs> All right, so there we go. Our rest of the week this week is Andrade Cien Almas, and that brings us to the end of the IWO podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at IWO Podcast. James, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Comedy James and I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All the RCB, all the links, that kind of stuff, will be in the description. So if you want to check it out, you can check it out. But all that's left for us now, until next week, is say goodbye. Ta-ta. Bye.